Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, John Helmkamp, Matthew Betts, and Matt Okada. Welcome into the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Saturday. Happy weekend to our listeners. Happy weekend to Okada and John. The three of us back on the mic on this Friday evening, releasing in your podcast app and on YouTube on Saturday. Fellas, how was the week? How are we feeling? I am jacked up for the show tonight because it's the weekend, A, and B, we have a very special announcement coming here in a couple of minutes. But first, let's check in. How is everybody doing tonight? I, Betts, had a lovely Friday because for the first time since I moved into this new apartment, it was not smoldering hot all day long. I was not drenched in sweat at the end of the workday, which has been the habit for the past two weeks, at least. And I think it might be because of my new haircut, because there's less hair holding in the heat. But whatever the reason, it felt lovely, and I'm very happy. You look dapper, sir. It's it's very well done. Uh, the self-cut you. was... A, a great success. I'm proud of you. Yeah, Okada got the uh, the old quarantine self-cut. Uh, was that yesterday, I guess, or two days ago? Yes, last night. Um, so if you're missing the visual of that, you can check it out on Okada's Twitter, at Matt Okada, or on the YouTube. You can see the beautiful stylings of Matt Okada. Um, shout out to barbers everywhere, because, man, we miss you guys so much. <laughs> right? True. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, man, it's interesting you say that. It is supposed to snow in Vermont as what? of tomorrow. So, that's fun. In May. Um, okay. Not about that life. Yep, cool. not about it. But here we are. Uh, welcome in, listeners, to a fun show. A very exciting show. A Dynasty Startup mock draft on the show tonight. Mm. First one that we are doing after the NFL drafts. Rookies are included. Now, before we get to that, and I'm hoping one of us takes this player to make it like the perfect episode when we make this announcement. Devontae Adams signed jersey. Whew. Is going to be up for grabs. Oh. Listeners, this is oh. huge. Mm. A designed Devontae Adams jersey is the giveaway mm. for the next several weeks. Probably giving it away sometime in mid-June. Mm. We'll announce it for sure. But this will be several weeks uh, of giving away. The way you're going to enter is not set yet as far as the official entries. But we know for sure following us on social media is the easiest way to gain an entry automatically. So follow us at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, as well, check out patreon.com slash pod. We know for sure we're going to tier that uh, entry higher. So, for example, if we make following the show or retweeting a, a tweet from us one point, you'll get three or five points for joining Patreon. So check it out. Great group there in the Slack channel. Extra resources, all that good stuff. Check that out there. All right, boys. No news to get into today, so we're going to skip that. We're going to get right into the mock draft. John drew the 1.01 lucky duck. I got the 1.04 and Okada at the 112. So Okada and John are going to be sniping each other um, back and forth here as the rounds go by. With that being said, John, let's kick it over to you. We have a super flex mock draft, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end. Who are you starting with here in the mock draft? Yeah, um, I think there's basically two ways for me to go here at the 1.01. It's either Patrick Mahomes or it's Christian McCaffrey at the 1.01. It's a coin toss for me. Uh, The thing that differentiates it is that I feel like I can get uh, very talented uh, quarterback play um, in the next couple rounds after this. But Christian McCaffrey is a cheat code um, as being essentially a running back one and a wide receiver one in the same position. Uh, we play to win within the next uh, couple years most of the time here on Red Shirts. I'm not really looking six, eight years down the road. So I'm going Christian McCaffrey at the 1.01. All righty. Fair enough. And uh, that puts me back up on the clock here at the 1.04. After John's pick of CMC, it went Lamar Jackson and Michael Thomas, which is a surprise. I was not expecting Patrick Mahomes to fall to me, but this mm-hmm. is a no-brainer pick. I don't really know that I need to analyze it too much, except for the fact that he is my top-ranked dynasty quarterback. It makes sense in a super flex format to take him here with the fourth overall pick. And after my pick, we have Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, falling all the way to 111, which is surprising. And now Okada is on the clock at the 112 as well as the 2.01. Okada, what are you thinking here? Um, well, oh, I'm, in a very, <laughs> I'm in a very interesting situation here. 
uh, because the player bets that you talked about falling to one of us is available. Mm-hmm. Devontae Perfect. Adams. And tempting. Um, and probably the highest among his tier of any position left. Oh. But there's another guy that I want. It's not that guy that just got auto-picked for me. I got you. <laughs> so hopefully John can fix that. I got However, you. I will say... I will say it is someone very similar. So, you know, the the sleeper just got a little confused. I'm going to go ahead and take Devontae Adams, but not with this pick. I'm going to take it with my back of the turn pick so that I can take my guy first, and that's Kyler Murray. I'm going to select Kyler Murray. What was that? There we go. I also love that you... That you made sure you took him first. Yes, of course. course It's all presidents. Hashtag brand. Hashtag brand. Uh, Lock up my quarterback, and then I will come back and go ahead and be that guy to take Devontae Adams. Uh, So hopefully I win the jersey because now he's on my Superflex team. And that's a lovely start. I'm very happy about it. Look at those Uh, wide receivers in round two. Yeah, a lot of wide receivers flying off the board. After Devontae Adams, his quarterback... Aaron Rodgers goes at the 2.02, kind of surprising. Then Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Russell Wilson at the 2.06, Juju Smith-Schuster at the 2.07, and then Tyreek Hill at the 2.08. Putting me back on the clock here, I'm looking at a couple of different positions. I'm looking definitely at wide receiver. There's probably not a running back at this point that I'm willing to reach for um, at this pick, with the exception of... I'm between Josh Jacobs... And a guy that I've been rising on for quite a while now, DJ Moore. I think I am actually going to lean. I'm going to lean the young, young wide receiver here. I'm going to take DJ Moore. Ooh. Guys, there's a couple offenses that I think are going to be sneaky good for fantasy this year. Carolina is one of them. They used every single NFL draft pick on the defensive side of the ball. And that means young, inexperienced players are starting. That means positive game scripts for Teddy B, for a good offensive mind in Joe Brady there. Uh, as the offensive coordinator. So I like DJ Moore. I think he's in for a stellar season. I'll take him here in the second round. I like it. So after DJ Moore goes off the board, it is Joe Mixon and then Odell Beckham Jr. Um, And I'm incredibly happy because I start my draft with Christian McCaffrey. Um, And at the end of round two, uh, my one true love is available. And I will tell you this, and it might seem a little bit rich for a rookie running back uh, going in startups. But I, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna say because I've I've been in several startups in the last week or so. People are taking him at the 203, 205. I'm seeing him go early to mid second consistently in wow. startup drafts. People are looking at Jonathan Taylor and they are valuing him as being a at least future RB1, if not potentially starting in his rookie year, where he's still going to have to deal with a little bit of a thorn in his side with Marlon Mack, but I don't anticipate that being a huge deal. Um, I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor at the 212 as my second running back um, for my squad, and and I, I love getting that duo right there. Christian McCaffrey, who's going to give me the PPR points. Jonathan Taylor, who's easily the best pure running back in this class, and I think has a higher ceiling than Joe Mixon. Don't at me. Um, After that, because I... Whoa, I'm not sure what just went on with my rankings. Um, I, after getting my two running backs here off the board early, am going to look at the quarterback position, and there is still a quarterback that I am very, very high on, who, especially after the draft and getting a young stud... Um, I think should be in the conversation for potentially being in the top three or four dynasty quarterback uh, rankings. I'm going to take Dak Prescott here mm-hmm. at the 3.01 and feel very, very good about that. Yeah, it is interesting that you say that. Um, I was, or I should say, I still am in a dynasty startup uh, currently going on. Dak went at the 112 in a super flex league. Yeah, I've seen uh, wow. the hype is real. And I agree with what you're saying on on Jonathan Taylor. I've seen him a lot in the mid-second, early second. John, I'm going to kick it back to you real quick before I pick. Do you think Jonathan Taylor is a first-round dynasty startup pick next year? Yes, next year, absolutely. I think that he might get off to a little bit of a slow start. Like, he's not going to walk right in and do what Ezekiel Elliott did. Although, remember, even Zeke, his first, like, two weeks were really, really low, and people started getting all, like, frantic and trying to, like, 
correct what was going on because in in redraft he was going at like the 105 that year um people were getting really freaked out that he had a couple slow weeks to start but they're rookies and especially this year without potentially OTAs I think it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for all of these rookies to come in I'm not going to panic if Jonathan Taylor has a slow first half of the season and starts to come on down the stretch I think that that's completely fine but looking to 2021 I expect Jonathan Taylor to be in the conversation of being like a top five dynasty running back. All right. Fair enough. We will find out in a year's time. So check back with us uh, at that point. Uh, With my pick here after, after John's Dak Prescott selection of 3.01, two wide receivers went Kenny Galladay and Cortland Sutton. I've got a wide receiver in DJ Moore. I've got a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to finally take my first running back here. I will take Josh Jacobs second year running back for the Las Vegas Raiders. We saw a great season last year. I'm not concerned about the shoulder injury he sustained last year. That is going to heal up well over the offseason. And for Jacobs, it really comes down to a question of, will he get more work in the passing game? We're hearing them talk about it and kind of hype him up as if he's capable of doing that. We'll find out soon enough, but I'm comfortable taking him here in the third round for sure, given the youth, uh, given the talent. After Josh Jacobs, it goes Amari Cooper, Leonard Fournette, CEH, Clyde Edwards-Elaire. Carson Wentz, Melvin Gordon, Derrick Henry falling all the way to the 310 That's is upsetting. great value. I almost took him at the 3.04. Yep. And then, sorry guys, Sleeper, you got you to gotta figure it I'm out. Gonna, I'm right. going to remove that pick and I'm going to assign okay, yes, a different good. one. Um, we're <laughs> that going, was Antonio Brown, by the way. Uh, I'm going to go Aaron. ADP. I'm going to go ADP. Aaron Jones there. Um, sure. Fair enough. I'm going to assign that. And is there a way for me to remove a player from... I wish you could. Rob's not. I don't think that I don't there think is. So. That's frustrating. Okay. Anyways. We'll work around it. Yep. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Aaron Jones off the board at 311, and that puts Okada back on the clock for two picks. All right. So I know my first pick, and it is another hashtag on-brand pick. Not so much for the player, but the position. Uh, and I'm trying to decide what my follow-up pick is going to be. It's almost definitely going to be a receiver because I don't like the guys that are there are running back too much. There's a couple that are interesting. Miles Sanders is interesting. A couple of the rookies are pretty attractive. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start with my guy. I'm going to start with my guy. And then while I talk about him, I'll pick my make my next pick. So my guy is going to be George Kittle. Yep. At the 312, I'm going to be the first guy to take a tight end. He is the number one dynasty tight end. And as we all know, or if you've been listening for more than a month, you should know, I love to have an elite tight end in Dynasty. It is a huge difference maker, really in in redraft or Dynasty, but in Dynasty, especially if you can get a good young tight end, you are going to have that advantage for a long time over your, your opponents. So I will do that, and then... going to go ahead and take a guy that I you know what no I'm gonna go running back I'm gonna take a very diversified (laughs) first four picks and I'm gonna take Miles Sanders here I like it uh there's a couple rookies that are right in that range but I think Miles Sanders is more guaranteed to be very productive over the next couple years and that's what I really care about so uh, I, I now have one player at each position through round four that feels just so balanced I love it it sure does um, I'm going to kick it back to you real quick, Okada. Yes. What are your concerns, or do you have concerns? Everyone says this when they talk about Miles Sanders. Is Doug Peterson going to utilize him in the RBBC? Should we be worried about mm. that in 2020 and potentially beyond? To a degree, yes. But almost at this point, it's to the degree that like the vast majority of teams and coaches are using. We are not in the days of Walter Payton and Jim Brown anymore. We are in the days of the RBBC being commonplace. Like, unless you're Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, or Christian McCaffrey. Derrick Henry. You're probably, eh, yeah, and Derrick Henry. Although, even he lo- has lost too many touches to Deion Lewis for that. the difference between those two players. But, yeah, unless you're a top five running back, pretty much, you're going to share carries. And you're going to share workload. And I do think Miles Sanders dominates the passing game in that offense. So that helps as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I think he's going to get 300 carries? Absolutely not. Do I still think he's going to be a top 12 dynasty running back? Yes, I do. And that's good enough for me. 
what do you think? Like yep. 225 carries and 45 receptions? Yeah. I think he could even get up to 60 receptions, especially yep. with that receiving core. Right. But yes, that's about right. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. I've actually heard a lot of people discussing the fact that they think the new receiving core with Jalen Reger and John Hightower and Marquise Goodwin, these rookies and these veteran speed receivers, hurt Sanders, I think is the opposite. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are unreliable targets at this stage. Zach Ertz is locked in. Alshon Jeffrey still coming off of the foot injury from last year. I do not trust this year. Deshaun Jackson, it's put up or shut up time, right? Like, Miles Sanders is going to catch the football. And the RBBC thing for Miles Sanders is completely overblown, in my opinion, when you look back at the rosters that Doug Peterson has worked with, especially in Philly. I mean, now we're talking about Sanders, um, Elijah Holyfield, (laughs) undrafted free agent Michael Warren, and undersized Boston Scott. Like, Right, they did not bring in competition. Like they no. brought in, and, and maybe they signed a veteran. Maybe they signed like Carlos Hyde or like Devonta Freeman. But I love that pick, Okada. I think at the fourth uh, fourth round, yeah, is an absolute steal. After Okada's pick of Miles Sanders, we got Keenan Allen, Baker Mayfield, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, skip those two, uh, and Cooper Cup coming <laughs> off the board as well. <laughs> it falls to me at the four point oh nine, fellas, and this is a no brainer. Okada talked about an elite tight end. I'm gonna pair up Patrick Mahomes with Travis oh, Kelsey. I know he's stack. getting a little bit. Nice. I gotta get to gotta take the stack. He's a little bit older in terms of other players on the board at this point, but the production is just so solid and is elite. I will take the projected top scoring tight end uh, in twenty twenty with this pick. I like it. Um, I love that stack being able to get Mahomes and and Kelsey with having a young stud wide receiver DJ Moore and a young stud running back Josh Jacobs. That's that's pretty. That's a nice start. Yes, sir. So I'm on the clock here with Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Dak Prescott. I do not have a wide receiver yet, and I find myself here at the turn. And there is a couple ways that I can go. I can either take like one wide receiver and then wait another round and get like a third running back here because running back depth goes faster than wide receiver depth does. So I feel more confident in my ability to come back with a wide receiver two at the um, end of the sixth round than I do about getting a, a depth piece of running back. So what I think I'm going to do here, I think that I'm going to take my first wide receiver off the board. There's a few different options. Allen Robinson, who is vastly underrated, but has subpar quarterback play DJ shark. Who's very interesting. CD lamb is sitting here. Um, I think that I am going to go, I'm going to go Allen Robinson. Uh, here. Love it. And I don't love having him as my wide receiver one. I'd feel better about him as my wide receiver two, but he's consistently going to show up right there in that 12 to 15 range on the year, basically every year. I think that Foles ends up taking the job away from Trubisky at some point this season, and Foles is a much more accurate passer than Trubisky is. I think that Allen Robinson is finally going to get decent quarterback play for the first time in his career, and I think that he's going to put up some really, really solid, consistent numbers. Um, On the tail of that, back on the turn, I am going to go running back again here because I really like having three that I trust. Basically, all of the rookies are still on the board. Um, I already know that I have my running back one and wide receiver one with Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I'm going to take another rookie running back because I feel like it. I'm wow. going to take I'm going to take Cam Akers in LA. Mm. Um, I love me some Cam Akers. His film was amazing. He goes to a fantastic landing spot that just lost Todd Gurley. Um, he has the opportunity to carve out a really great role. And you're telling me that I can get him as my third running back and have two rookie running backs to go behind Christian McCaffrey. So I have that youth and that ability to contribute right away at that position. I'm all for that. I think that that is a a great fit for the roster. Fair enough. And John, I just wanted to speak to uh, as well, the Allen Robinson call. Absolutely love that pick. He was in my queue. I was ready to smash the the draft button. If he fell to me, you're getting him at wide receiver. What is this? 19 prices in, in dynasty. He was wide receiver 10 last year, and that depth chart, as we talked about in our last episode, which listeners, by the way, we talked dynasty by lows. We talked about two different bears because there's just so many targets to go around. The wide receiver two is Anthony Miller, and beyond that, it's no one. 
uh, Allen Robinson is going to finish as a wide receiver one, I believe, in fantasy this year, given what we saw last year and given the the massive target share, third most at the wide receiver position last year. So love that call. Still just 26 years old. Uh, absolutely love Allen Robinson there. At the next two picks after John's Cam Akers, we have Adam Thielen, Chris Carson. Fellas, I'm scrolling down the, the sleeper ADP, and this is real quick to listeners, an advantage. If you know what platform you're playing on, Check out the ADP because you can find some pretty solid steals. Austin Eckler sitting on the board yeah. in his fifth round. It's crazy. Is an absolute no-brainer pick. Fantastic value. Take him as my running back two to pair up with Josh Jacobs. Uh, to me, is a smash. After Eckler, we have Tyler Boyd, DeAndre Swift, Kirk Cousins, Jerry Judy, J.K. Dobbins, the rookie running back for Baltimore, Carry On Johnson, David Montgomery, Okada. Back to you in the fifth round. All right, you are. A douche canoe because you <laughs> took the guy that I wanted. You I said had him. douche canoe. He, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, he did. I had him oh my in my God. queue. It's not the first time I've heard him say that. By the way, queue, that, no that has been said before. <laughs> yes, that's an Okadaism if I've ever I heard love one. It. It's <laughs> fantastic. I'm very upset. Um, however, I am a uh, very quick to adjust and capable dynasty drafter. So I'm just going to switch right over to another player that is a huge value at this spot, and that is a certain wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans named A.J. Brown, yes. who I am getting in the end of the fifth round. Dirty. Behind Jerry Judy, Tyler Boyd, Adam Thielen. A.J. Brown is probably the top 15. For me, he's close to wide receiver one range already. I love him. So this is a huge steal for me. I am absolutely... A thrilled. And then I'm going to come back and get the running back that I had in the bottom of my queue as a backup plan in case some douche canoe <laughs> stole Austin Eckler. And that's going to be Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Uh, more potentially of a short-term asset, but John talked about it on the last pod. He thinks he's going to get re-signed yep. or signed elsewhere. And I, I think he, if he shows out as well this year as he did last year again, that will be the case, whether it's with Arizona or somewhere else. So I feel okay about Kenyon Drake, even in Dynasty, even relatively early in a draft, although six rounds not even that early for a guy who can be an RB1 this year. And I have locked up two running backs, two receivers, a quarterback, and a tight end. That's basically my starting roster. I didn't do this on purpose, I don't think, but it is feels good, man. I will be straight up honest and transparent. I did not realize that both Drake and Austin Eckler were still on the board. I have both of them rated higher than Cam Akers. There's so much depth uh, in the pool now when you put the rookies into it that it's yep. it's crazy. There's so much available, which is one of the reasons why I went running back back to back with my first two picks because we're into the sixth round and there are still wide receivers here that very well could finish inside the top 15 at the position, and they're still on the board. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of depth to be discussed depending on how you view this year's rookies uh, in your startup drafts. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. This year, more than ever in, in the, the startups I've done, I typically am always wide receiver heavy early, like first three rounds, unless it's super flex. And then, of course, I'm probably taking at least one quarterback, but um, wide receiver heavy early. But man, the running backs, it just feels like there's so many and, and they're so good. Like the top 15, like you can snag two of them in the first few rounds, come back with the wide receivers with the depth there, get two top 24 wide receivers without question in like rounds four, five, and six. It, it's crazy this year yep. when you consider the rookies. So uh, that's a great call. Fellas, let's pause here and thank our sponsor for tonight's show. That is FFPC, the Fantasy Footballer, Fantasy Football Players Championship. Excuse me. Guys, it's dynasty season. It's startup season. We're doing a dynasty startup mock. There is no better place to play dynasty fantasy football than FFPC, the home of high stakes dynasty football and best ball going on right now. Guys, mocks are fun. It helps us kind of like get through without really having to join another league. But if you want to join another startup league with people who know what they're doing, competitive players, awesome prices where you can win a, a lot of money. Uh, this is the place to do it. They've got leagues forming every single day. So check them out. Uh, really happy to sponsor with them. FFPC. The, the website link is redshirtsfantasyfootball.com slash FFPC. Go check them out. You will not be disappointed at all. 
All right, guys, back on the clock here. Uh, I am selecting after the picks of Michael Gallup, Debo Samuel, Evan Ingram, Matt Ryan. And like John was saying, there is some solid wide receiver depth available here. And I'm going to take one of those wide receivers. And, and this might be a bit of a reach, but you guys know who I'm taking here. It's my boy. I'm all in on Terry McLaurin in Dynasty. I am buying into this guy as a top 24 option in Dynasty. Even with the concerns at quarterback, if what we saw last year in his rookie season with the separation against those cornerbacks with arguably top or excuse me, bottom five quarterback play in the NFL, the sky's the limit with Terry McLaurin. I am in on this dude here in the sixth round. Uh, John, we'll go back to you here at the end of the six. Yeah, I'm really excited um, because I get two of my guys at the wide receiver position. Again, the depth of wide receiver right now is so insane. It was crazy before the NFL draft happened, and now you have the rookies in the pool as well. Um, I mean, there's like 36 to 40 wide receivers in the NFL that I would be completely fine rostering. Um, I'm going to go two guys here that I think should finish inside the top 24 of the position. One of them might even end up flirting with wide receiver one value. The first one off the board is going to be Bobby Trees, Robert Woods uh, in LA. Love him. Love his upside. Brandon Cooks is no longer there. It is all Bobby Trees and Cooper Cup. Um, as the two options there in LA. And I think that both of them are going to finish over a thousand yards and over eight touchdowns. Um, so I have no problem taking Bobby trees. And then I'm going to get my dude from the Seattle Seahawks. One, Mr. DK Metcalf as my third wide receiver on roster. I absolutely love that. He and Tyler Lockett are probably one of the more underrated wide receiver duos in the NFL. Um, DK Metcalf, I think is his physical measurables are just absolutely absurd. He's learning more and more how to play wide receiver at the NFL level. And I think that probably by the end of this year, he's going to be the first read at the wide receiver position for Russell, West, uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, fair enough. I really uh, was hoping one of those two would fall back to me here. So like both of those picks uh, quite a bit, actually. This next pick for me is kind of tricky. I'm torn between taking my second quarterback. Remember, this is super flex. Um Neither of us have our second quarterback yet, and we're in the seventh round. Right. So I'm torn between some quarterbacks. I'm looking at guys like Jared Goff. Uh, I'm higher on Daniel Jones than most. Matthew Stafford, as we talked about in our last show, very much a value. But I think I'm going to pass because there's quite a bit of quarterback twos still left on the board. Yep. And I'm going to take a wide receiver here who just seems like really never gets respected and is the perfect wide receiver three for your dynasty roster. It's Jarvis Landry, guys. A guy that finishes inside the top 15 year after year after year. Despite people telling him he's not going to, and we've <laughs> talked about it with Baker Mayfield uh, and with this offense, I'm buying the bounce back from Baker, and I'm buying Jarvis Landry as a rock-solid, still 27-year-old, yeah. perfect wide receiver two for your roster. So that's what I'm taking here. After my pick, we got Daniel Jones, James Conner, Mark Ingram, Jalen Rager, first-round pick for the Eagles in the draft, Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Okada, back to you at the 7.12. All righty then. Um, there are some interesting options here at running back and wide receiver. Um, there's a couple rookies in both positions, actually, that I'm kind of intrigued by. Um, and there are some guys farther down that are maybe devalued veterans that would be really worth targeting. Guys like a Marvin Jones, for example, although I'm not going to pick him. However, before I choose one of those guys, I am going to take a quarterback because I was looking at two quarterbacks and hoping that one of them would fall to me, and they both did. It's Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. Uh, both of them are either in or right on the fringe of RB1, or RB1, QB1 territory for me in Dynasty right now. Uh, but for me, Goff is a little bit higher. He's my QB10. I am plenty happy to get him here uh, behind uh, several other guys I have ranked him ahead of. So, Jared Goff, please, at the quarterback position. Lock up my two quarterbacks. And then, this is tough running back or wide receiver. What do I do? I'm looking at a rookie at running back whose name starts with key and ends with another name that is Sean. <laughs> uh, and Great wide, uh, thank you. At wide receiver, I am also looking at a rookie whose name begins with Justin and ends with Jefferson. And there's a couple veterans that are also on my radar. Ooh, there's another rookie wide receiver who's farther down. Mm, that's pretty on brand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Go all NFC West. Come on. It. Come I'm on. I'm doing it. I'm all doing NFC it. Yep, West. yep, 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 yep. 
I am going to take Brandon Ayu. Yes. <laughs> there was a strong consideration for me to take Keyshawn Vaughn here. Also, by the way, there's a couple other veteran running backs who, who I won't mention just in case they don't get taken, but I'll point out when they get taken that I think are values. Um, but I can't pass up Brandon Ayuk. I think he's a, a upside wide receiver too. Very near future and a rookie, obviously. So that gives me tons of young receiver talent. I love it. You took Brandon Ayuk over Justin Jefferson. I did do that. That is shocking. Do you have those um, those two wide receivers reflected as such in your rookie ranks, Okada? Um, I believe that I've been switching them back and forth. I will double check who's currently number three and who's number Depends four. Depends on the day. Right yep. now, Justin Jefferson is actually number three, which yep. I guess means that I should switch them because I yep. was looking at both guys and in this actual draft, very real with lots of stakes, took Brandon Ayuk first. So I may have to switch that up. Yeah, what do we we decided like a two hundred dollar buy in for this league yeah. that we're doing here <laughs> with our computer friends? Um, yeah, and just real quick for Brandon Ayuk, you know, maybe our listeners are kind of just finding us or aren't really familiar with us quite yet. Uh, thank you for checking us out. And second, be sure to check out Okada's uh, rookie profile on the YouTube channel regarding Brandon Ayuk. Obviously, he is higher on him than uh, any other analyst, honestly, that I've seen out there. I've seen Brandon Ayuk in like the second round, mid second. Um, for a lot of people, so definitely a a brand pick there for Okada. So I like it. After Ayuk, it went Philip Lindsay, Todd Gurley. Um, interesting value here in the eighth round. Christian Kirk, Justin Jefferson, Zach Ertz, Marlon Mack, and Austin Hooper. And with that being said, I am back on the clock. And fellas, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like at least in the top ten rounds, I'm going best player available. I don't know how Mark Andrews is oh. on the board. I did take Travis Kelsey. Damn you. And this gives me such a, Trade a positional piece. advantage. Wow. Trade piece. Trade piece, yes. Uh, over top of oh, I'm mad at you. every other team in this league as, at the tight end position. Okada talked about a huge advantage in Dynasty is having that piece. Let's say Travis Kelsey starts to decline in the next year. No worries. I got Mark Andrews. I'll just plug him right in. So. I'm going to take Mark Andrews here in the eighth round. Sounds like absolute, uh, absolute steal. Now, I have to ask bets before John gets to his pick. In a format which has two wide receivers, two running backs, and the, the flex and the super flex, do you think there's a chance Andrews makes it into your flex ever or often? 100%. Uh, ever, yes. Often, We'll see. I've found it so tough. I actually owned these two guys last year in redraft, uh, albeit Kelsey was a, a pick, and then Andrews was kind of a late dart throw at the time. Obviously, he broke out last year, but I found it tough. I don't love starting two tight ends, but these two players, man, I mean, the Baltimore pass catchers right. are not scary. We've talked about Marquise Brown. Not the biggest fans of him here on the show. At least I know Okada and myself aren't. And I think Mark Andrews is going to lead the team in, in reception, so... He could probably put up back-end wide receiver two numbers as a tight end. So with that being said, yes, there will be several weeks where I would start him uh, in a flex. Yeah, if you've got, let's say you have four wide receivers on your roster and you happen to catch a week where one of them is on bye and you like the Baltimore matchup, absolutely Mark Andrews could be a flex play. I have no problem with that. But it takes the it like it takes a certain tight end to do that. It's not every tight end is going to be strongly in consideration for your flex play but Mark Andrews is essentially the number one read for Lamar Jackson um I think that he's gonna get a ton of targets like you were saying and yeah I think he's a strong flex candidate I'm mad at you because I wanted him because I was surprised that he's lasted Mm. this long and I do not yet have a tight end um so what I'm gonna do here we are in the eighth round we've been talking about um a certain quarterback that is not as old as people think that has very underrated uh weapons around him um, that was putting up blistering numbers before getting injured last season, who's coming back healthy, um, just got an upgrade at the running back position in the draft. I'm going to go Matthew Stafford as my number two quarterback uh, at the 8-12 at the turn. I, I love this. I mean, he's coming off the board here. I'm not counting how many quarterbacks went in front of him, but he's coming off at like what quarterback 16 ballpark, maybe a little bit after that. I think it's an absolute steal. Um, I'll take Matt's 20. It's quarterback 20 quarterback 20. That's absurd. 
yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. take that all day long. Um, so I love that as getting my second. Um, there's been a little bit of a run on tight ends here. And generally when there's a run, there's two trains of thought. Uh, get on board with it and take yours or look at what fell because of it. Um, with me not yet having a tight end, I'm intrigued by one more name on the board. And if it wasn't for this name being here, I would probably punt on it until later and go with like an upside young guy like Mike Gusecki or something like that. But I really like Hunter Henry um, and I'm going to take him. I I think that he's a very talented tight end. We've talked about him a ton when he's healthy and on the field. He is fantastic. Looks like a top five guy at the position. Um, I think that he's going to be a friendly, friendly uh, target hog for whoever's under center for the chargers. Um, and his injury history, if I'm not mistaken, bets has been kind of fluky. I mean, you can't really necessarily call him injury prone. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with taking Hunter Henry and, and hoping that he puts together a healthy season. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I would also agree that he's not necessarily injury prone, um, I don't love that term in general anyway, but when you're discussing kind of a player's injury history, you just have to look at the trends. Like, is the injury predictable and repeatable? A banged up ankle that's just always a problem, a, a hamstring recurring issue. Um, Hunter Henry's have kind of been fluky. It, it kind of reminds me actually of a, another charger, um, Keenan Allen, who we've talked about in the past, which just the trends don't make sense. It, it doesn't add up. And, and for Hunter Henry, he kind of fits that bill. So I think Hunter Henry can have a, a very solid year this year. I think he can stay healthy, so I definitely won't knock that pick uh, at all uh, and agree with that analysis. For me, at this pick here, at the the 9.04, I've already got two tight ends that are top three uh, in Dynasty. I am good there. Running back, it's tricky at this point, and I guess this is what I get for taking two tight ends. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of players that I'm really eyeing on the board here. Wide receiver, there's still some solid value and some good players quarterback it really is starting to thin out a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna take my second quarterback here yeah it's just a matter of who so i'm i'm debating a veteran starter a guy like a Derek carr or or maybe you um a rookie yep in joe burrow oh. or tua tonga vailoa who i am gonna take listen Ooh. tua tua is my top-ranked quarterback in this class. He would have been for everyone had the injury not happened. We've talked about it a lot previously on other shows where, you know, with Tua, I don't think this year is going to be the year of Tua. Right. I really don't. I think it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he sits for most of the year, if not all. And I think 2021, he is a rock-solid quarterback. So I'm going to pair him up with the security of Patrick Mahomes. I can take a shot, and I'll pick up a, a veteran later uh, to fill out the roster. So I will take Tua here and with that pick. We have Darius Geis, TJ Hawkinson, Nikhil Harry, Lamar Miller, gross, uh, in the ninth <laughs> round, Will Fuller, Sonny Michelle, and Rashad Penny at the 9-11. Okada, it is back to you. Wow. This is tough for the wrong reason. Uh, I had nine guys in my queue with a whole round to go, and I figured that a lot of them would be gone, and I'd be like, ah, oh, boy, I have to figure out someone else. Instead, they're almost all still there, and now, <laughs> now I don't know what to choose. Um... Here's the thing. I have two running backs in Miles Sanders and Kenyon Drake. Neither of those I don't think would be considered super elite. I did not pick a running back in my first three rounds. How dare you slander Kenyon Drake like that? Listen, he's good, but from a dynasty standpoint, I mean, he's a sixth-round pick. He's not a third-round pick or earlier. And not having that, like, secure confidence that I would get from drafting an RB in the third round makes me intent on leaning a little bit more running back here than wide receiver even though I think there's good options at both spots. So what I'm going to do here is take two running backs. They're quite different. Uh, One of them is a guy I mentioned last pick, 22 picks ago, 23 picks ago, however many it is. Math is hard. And that's Keyshawn Vaughn. (laughs) I'm going to take the rookie Tampa Bay running back, who I think has a chance to be very productive, one of the most productive rookies out of the gate, if he can play up to the level that they drafted him to play at. Because of the opportunity there. I think the offense is going to be good. I think they drafted him to for Bruce Arians to be his David Johnson. And if he can play anywhere close to the level of David Johnson, anywhere close, I'm going to get good value with this pick. And then, I'm going to do an interesting thing here, guys. After picking Bruce Arians' new David Johnson, I'm going to take 
He's old David Johnson. <laughs> David Johnson. David Johnson. <laughs> uh, I actually think David Johnson is a big value. I was also I am he was the veteran guy that I mentioned last pick that I wasn't gonna talk about. I think he's a very good chance that he bounces back to maybe not to his RB1 days, but to very good RB2 days. Last year before he got hurt, uh, he was on fire. He was like a top five running back. And then he had all those back issues that he dealt with for the rest of the year. Uh, I think there was something else too, Betts. Was there an ankle too? Ankle, yep. Yep. Uh, and it derailed his season. Kenyon Drake took over and he got replaced. So th- this is crazy. I have David Johnson. I have the guy who replaced David Johnson last year on the Cardinals <laughs> and Kenyon Drake. And I have the guy who replaced David Johnson in Bruce Arians' offense in Tampa Bay. I love it. Sean Vaughn. Oh, well, the I'm symmetry is so David beautiful. Johnson. The symmetry is so beautiful. I love that. I was gonna make the uh, the cover boy on the website for the posts of the of the show, uh, Devonta Adams, given the jersey giveaway and given that you got him. But maybe I gotta go with David Johnson, <laughs> given the theme of the draft here. Uh, everyone's favorite dynasty startup pick. David everyone's Johnson. favorite. <laughs> oh man! After David Johnson goes, AJ Green, Darren Waller, Michael Pittman Jr., Tevin Coleman, Devonte Parker, who I was very excited to draft if he fell here. Uh, Philip Rivers and then Mike Williams. Another one of our favorites on the show. Uh, and that puts me in a tricky spot because I had those two, uh, Mike Williams and Devontae Parker, lined up. So I've got to pivot. And I talked about that veteran quarterback. I'm going to go ahead and take that veteran quarterback with this pick. I'll take Ryan Tannehill. Uh, very serviceable nice. quarterback, too. We, sh- we saw it last year. Right. We believe in the ascension of A.J. Brown on this podcast. And with that, we have to assume that means good things for Ryan Tannehill. So I'll take him as my quarterback three on the roster, probably quarterback two in my lineup to start year one. After that pick, it's Marquise Brown and then Julian Edelman, the veteran, uh, going at 10-11. Back to John at the 10.12. Really quick, John, if I could make a comment on Betts' pick. I think it's a good uh, example for listeners. There's a lot of things that go into what you pick in each round. Like you're looking at your roster construction. You're looking at positional scarcity. You're looking at positional value. You're looking at best player available. One thing that I think is valuable and maybe a little bit underrated that I think played a big part in Betts' pick is looking at the players that you've picked already right. and what they tell you about your team. And Betts picked Tua one round earlier, a very high upside rookie running back with potentially some short-term risk. Short also uh, quarterback. Did I, what did I say? Running back? <laughs> you called him a running back. <laughs> running back. Listen, they're all running backs, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, quarterback. <laughs> and he came back and took a short-term, reliable startable like he said probably his qb2 in 2020 guy that perfectly meshes with that and covers the risk of tua so i think that's a great pick specifically for your roster for that reason thank you sir Mm -hmm. that makes me feel so good thank you (laughs) john back to you (laughs) back to you bob back to Uh, you (laughs) so i find myself on the clock again with some very interesting decisions to make um there are a lot of veterans that can give some solid value. There's also some rookies here that are very enticing when looking at building a dynasty roster for potential future depth. Um, I think I'm I think I'm going to get a little bit nuts because why not? It's a mock draft, and I want to play with this idea, and I want to see what happens when I come back to my next pick. Um, I'm going to draft a rookie stack with my next two picks, and Ooh. I'm going to take Joe Burrow. And then I'm going to double like down, and I'm going to take T. Higgins. Oh. And I am going to take that stack and mm. watch them develop over the next two to three years when there's no more A.J. Green, when there's no more John Ross, and T. Higgins is that dude in Cincinnati, and see if I find myself suddenly with a you know very reliable quarterback and a young, ascending wide receiver to, to stack up when they're in a good matchup. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And especially given that you have more reliable players already on the roster, I think that makes perfect sense to kind of shoot for that rookie upside. Um, And if those two hit, you're in really good shape. So like that call a lot. After your T. Higgins pick, it goes Ronald Jones and then Denzel Mims, another rookie receiver uh, for the Jets. For me, I'm eyeballing the wide receivers here that are on the board. I've got two names in mind. Well, three actually, now that I scroll down. Darius Slayton, Deontay Johnson, and Marvin Jones. Now... In talking kind of through those names, I think I know who I'm going to take, but I want to see where do you guys fall on those three receivers? Because I feel like they're 
they're all about the same range, like a good wide receiver three or four on your dynasty roster. Someone that you're not like locked and loaded as a wide receiver one, but these guys all I think have upside and are really interesting players in dynasty. So what do you guys think about those three players? Who would you prefer out of those three? Slayton. Uh, the second one was who? It was Slayton, Deontay, Deontay Johnson, Johnson, and Marvin Ooh, Jones. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, yep, those are the three. I have a clear guy that I would pick first, and he's at the top of my queue right now, so I don't really want to say. So you, I've already, I've already decided. Okay, you have. Yes. All right, it's Marvin Jones for me. I've I considered taking him last round before I took the running back stack. I think he's a great dynasty value. I think he's a very reliable guy that you're going to get wide receiver three to two numbers from consistently, and will give you plenty of production for a couple more years at least. That was not the pick. Ooh. So you are good. All right. right. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson with this selection. Yeah. The more I like, the more I think about this guy and the more I kind of look at like the read the tea leaves, so to speak, like there's a lot of rumors about Juju. Now, yeah. I don't believe necessarily that he's gone next year and that's fine. I think Deontay Johnson can be perfectly, um, you know, go in there, be the wide receiver two for that team, be a wide receiver three slash two in your fantasy roster to get him in the 11th round. Young player, yeah, I'll take him there all day for sure. After Deontay Johnson, Okada, I'm sorry, Marvin Jones goes off the board. Then John's boy, little smoky John Brown, after we just talked about him on the last podcast, so go back and check that out. Then Tariq Cohen, who who I talked about on the last show, Tariq Cohen. Then James White, Noah Fant, Curtis Samuel, and Corey Davis in the 11th round. Uh, Okada, back to you for two more picks. Oh, this is tough. Um, Marvin Jones and John Brown were both at the top of my queue. And you didn't even pick the one of them that I would have picked there. And they still both went. So that makes things tough on me. Um, I am going to take another wide receiver that was not on your list and clearly wasn't on the uh, computer's list. Is it someone we talked about in the last podcast, potentially? It is someone we talked about in the last podcast, John. I love it. Um, so on it brand. is Anthony Miller. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, there, there's okay. The rookie, or not the rookie, the former rookie, now sophomore. You mentioned Darius Slayton was also very much a consideration for me. Those guys, those guys are really close. Uh, but I think Anthony Miller has a little bit more upside. I think Darius Slayton is a little bit safer. And given that I feel really good about my receivers right now in Adams, AJ Brown. And Ayuk, I'm okay going with the little bit more of an upside guy. See if I can get another wide receiver one one day out of this pick. So Anthony Miller's going to be my pick there. And then I'm torn between taking Darius Slayton anyways and just filling out my wide receiver core. Right. Or going with a running back. The reason that I'm hesitant about a running back is that all the guys I'm looking at are pretty much shots. Yeah. They are shots with some upside. Mm, uh, but and you know what I feel okay about my running back depth now too I have four guys that I think can all be RB2s so I feel good so I'm going to take an interesting shot here this one is might be a little bit out of left field I don't know you guys tell me but it's going to be Matt Breida I like it Dolphins I like it a lot uh interestingly enough Jordan Howard was also in my queue in consideration but Breida is the guy who I think Howard is the rental that they maybe are going to try to feed carries initially but Brita has shown a lot of upside playing with the 49ers. He's shown a lot of efficiency. He is, I think, a more capable pass catcher, although it doesn't take much, than Jordan Howard. <laughs> and I Truth. think there's a decent chance that he wins the job this year from Howard, gets a longer-term deal, and becomes a part of this offense uh, alongside the, the several young players that they've drafted. So... I I don't th- he, like he's a huge risk. He could be an absolute bust. But we're in the twelfth round, and he could be a guy who wins a job. So I kind of like it as a, as a as a little bit of a dart throw. I don't hate it. I don't either. I mean, in the twelfth round, there's basically no rules. <laughs> you can Facts. take whoever you want, and you can justify it because it is all about upside at that point. I think anyway, um, and that's exa- exactly what I'm going to do here with this pick. I talked about him at my last selection. I ended up passing. I was fortunate enough to get him to come back to me. It's Darius Slayton. Uh, I think he is a very solid young wide receiver. We saw him develop as the one last year. I'll be very interested to see kind of how that target share breaks out. We haven't done our projections yet for this season, but uh, I imagine it's going to be kind of tricky to stat out those New York Giants wide receivers. But I believe in Slayton showed really good chemistry uh, with Daniel Jones last year. So he goes off the board here at the 12.09. 
Zach Moss is the next pick. Daryl Henderson at the 12-11. And we are back to John for two more picks. That we are, Matthew Betts. Um, I'm on the clock here, and I find myself in a bit of an interesting situation where I have four wide receivers. I have three running backs. Um, I don't like not having more running backs than that, but it is what it is. I think that I found really good value at other positions. I like having a rookie quarterback as my third quarterback on roster in a super flex dynasty league. I think that's great. Something to build around for the future, potentially a trade piece. Um, a couple, you know, young wide receivers, T Higgins, a, a rookie DK Metcalf, a second year. That's really on the ascent. Um, I am going to take a running back here. Actually, I think I might take two. We'll see. Um, I know I'm going to take one running back. The running back that I'm going to take is the one which is the reason why San Francisco felt fine with getting rid of Matt Breda. I'm taking Raheem Mostert. I think that it was yep. incredibly, oh, incredibly telling that they did not draft um, a high level of competition for him. I thought that that might have been a situation where San Francisco may have looked to address that in the third round and bring in someone that they felt was maybe more capable to carry a bigger load, but I feel like they feel very comfortable with what Raheem Mostert did down the stretch last year. Looked fantastic in the fantasy playoffs and the NFL playoffs. Looked great. I think that they're good with knowing that they've got a system that works for running backs because of Shanahan being the one that draws it up, and they feel like they can get great production of what they have in-house. I think Raheem Mostert is going to be the one that carries the rock the most this year. Good for him, an undrafted free agent. Maybe he's in line to be like a la Austin Eckler and, and get a decent contract after the season. I'd, I'd love to see that. So I'm going with Raheem Mostert there as my fourth running back, and I feel good about that. Um, after that, it gets interesting. I've got three quarterbacks already. There are still some intriguing young quarterbacks on the board. I've got a tight end. I might take a shot on a wide receiver. Um, I don't feel like I need a second tight end yet. There's a ton more depth young tight ends that I think I'll load up on later. So right here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a uh, second year wide receiver that was stunted by injury in his rookie season, looked fantastic coming out of Ohio State. I'm going to stash Paris Campbell here and stick him on my bench. I think that he's an intriguing option to potentially have a little bit of a, a resurgence in his second season um, coming back off that injury. Um, I know that they drafted uh, Michael Pittman Jr. to be there, but it's Michael Pittman Jr., it's T.Y. Hilton, and then it's Paris Campbell. And I think that Paris Campbell is going to carve out a decent role and, and might be an interesting long-term play. I liked him a lot in college, so I'm kind of just trusting the talent, especially with T.Y. Hilton kind of getting up there in years and, and seeing if he develops into an interesting piece. Alrighty, after John's pick here, it's Justice Hill and then Jamal Williams puts me back on the clock here at the 13.04. Uh, and fellas, let's wrap it up here with this round. We're getting a little bit late on time, so we'll end it in the 13th round. Uh, so after I pick, then Okada can close it out. Exactly. Lucky 13. Um, I'm going to take a depth running back here. Okada talked about it with Matt Breda. Jordan Howard could yep. just as easily um take that lead job and we saw him put up pretty good numbers last year in philly before going down with a shoulder injury so i will take him here and let's not forget guys came out as a rookie had like over 250 fantasy points over a thousand yards rushing Loved so him in Chicago. uh totally fine with him there as my my depth running back uh, on my roster after howard it goes damian williams sterling shepherd alshon jeffrey latavius murray Dante Foreman, who I don't think is going to get drafted in any yeah, dynasty league. Sleeper. Uh, D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, that's a sleeper if I've ever heard one. David and Joku Okada, close out the draft. Who are you taking here with your last pick? All right, Betts. If I make my picks quickly, will you do me the honor of extending this to the 14th round since it's an even number of rounds and otherwise it would kind of be a douche move to me who got the last pick in the first round? Sure. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, yes, that's fine. I have both my picks ready to go. So one of them is my QB3. I don't have one yet. And this is one that I am really happy to get here. It is Drew Locke. Yeah. I also consider Derek Carr and Gardner Minshew, but Drew Locke, the number one winner of the entire NFL draft in the entire NFL, young quarterback with upside. The Broncos clearly believe in him. They are building a offensive juggernaut around him or trying to. All he has to do is step up into those shoes, and he could be very, very valuable, especially here in the 13th. 
And then at a wide receiver to close out my draft, my last pick is going to be Jamison Crowder. A throw him in my flex any week that I need to. Do I have an injury at wide receiver? No problem at all. I've got a PPR stud who can get me, as John would say, 15 catches for 40 yards. <laughs> yep. And that works. <laughs> so Jamison Crowder, last pick. Love it. Love it. Um, after your picks, we have Miko Hardman, Jonu Smith, Tony Pollard, Delaney Walker, Carlos Hyde, again, some questionable sleeper ADP here, <laughs> uh, Golden Tate, Boston Scott, and fellas, I talked about the tight end position. I said, I got Travis Kelsey. I'm going to pair him up with Mark Andrews, oh the my. best tight end roster in the league. How can you go wrong with Mike Gesicki in the 14th oh. round? I do not care that I have three tight wow. ends. It is dynasty. It doesn't matter. Trade value bananas here like let's say let's say i i really want to go like i start like four and one in this league and i'm like man i got a solid squad my running backs though are a little little shaky like maybe i lost josh jacobs to an injury or something like that i'll trade travis kelsey yep. to fill in an rb1 and i'll just plug mark andrews into my lineup with mike Gusecki as a backup so i'm a firm believer in best player available in dynasty you'll figure it out along the way from there so Woo! i'll take mike Gusecki, a young exciting tight end in the 14th round is my third tight end on my roster. Uh, after Gesicki, it is Ian Thomas and Tyler Higby, two more tight ends, and then it goes back to John. All right, John, you close out the show. Closing it <laughs> out. Us here. In the... Close out the draft since Okada didn't want to. Because <laughs> he didn't want to. In the 14th round, um, something that we've talked about on the show quite a bit, and I know we're, we're kind of hitting on this topic a little bit back-to-back -back here. Um, something that we've talked about is the desire in dynasty startup drafts to load up on young tight ends. We love this concept at, at red shirts. We love, especially getting to this point in the draft. When you start getting down here, you've got three, four running backs, three, four wide receivers, a couple quarterbacks already. You're feeling good about that. You're looking for basically bench fill in and kind of potential future growth. Young tight ends become really, really fun because tight ends generally take a few years at least. They're like the slowest developing position in fantasy football is the tight end position. We love young tight ends, putting them on the bench. I've got a couple rosters that have like five or six tight ends on the bench. If you've got a deep roster, like, you know, 34 person roster, something like that. I got no problem doing that. So I'm going to take a uber athletic tight end that is like chomping at the bit and waiting to take over for the veteran to leave it's irv smith jr in minnesota as soon as kyle rudolph steps aside i think that irv smith jr just goes absolutely bonkers i think that he carves out a really good role this year even with rudolph still there um he's one of my favorite young tight ends in the league for his athleticism for what he did at the combine for everything that he brings to the table. I think that he's a great prospect and someone um, that's going to grow very well. This last round that we were in, there were six tight ends taken. That's what happens when we start getting to this point in dynasty startups. People are wanting to do that depth. Jonu Smith. I don't know why Delaney Walker went. So there were five tight ends taken. Jonu Smith, Mike Gusecki, <laughs> Ian Thomas, Tyler Higby, Irv Smith Jr., all tight ends that have only been in the league for a couple years and have some really good future outlook. I love it. I love stashing young tight ends. Irv Smith Jr. is one of my favorites to do it with. Yeah, he's a great stash and a great player to pair up with a you know an, an already proven asset set in position because, like you said, uh, he definitely has the upside. Just a matter of when he gets on the field. Um, all right, fellas, that is it for the Dynasty Startup Mock Draft. Let's each run through the rosters here. Maybe just kind of touch on... Um, we'll touch on all, all 14 picks, but then also give a, a quick summary of like your strategy and maybe just one quick tip for the listeners as far as dynasty advice. You guys good with yep. that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I took Patrick Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Travis Kelsey, Jarvis Landry, Love that. Mark Andrews, Tua Tungavailoa, Ryan Tannehill, Deontay Johnson, Darius Slayton, Jordan Howard, and Mike Gesicki as my 14 players. Really excited about this roster. And I would say for me, my thought process going in um, was to capitalize on wide receiver twos later in the draft. And I think I did that perfectly with Jarvis Landry and Terry McLaurin and really just try to attack good young upside players early. And I think with Patrick Mahomes, DJ Moore and Josh Jacobs, you couldn't really go wrong with those three there. So 
Really excited about that strategy. I found myself in Dynasty Startups being willing to zig when others zag. And what I mean by that is the new hotness right now is like the young rookie, like stud running backs as John Chodos. <laughs> um, and I'm fine to let that pass, assuming the value isn't there. I'm going to snag those wide receivers. Like Okada was saying, guys like AJ Brown, guys like DK Metcalf, like those guys are falling in the draft. Bobby Trees, man. So yeah, consistent Cooper Cup and I got underrated. in the sixth yeah. round today of a dynasty startup. Um, it's, it's unreal, the rookie fever. So I, my tip for, for listeners, if you're in a startup, it's okay to go after the rookies, but don't forget about those veterans. They're going to produce earlier and they're going to have more value than you think. Uh, so that is my piece of advice. Let's kick it over to Okada for his roster. Alrighty. I'm going to go positionally bets because I do things my way. Uh, <laughs> you're so cool. Yeah. Um, at quarterback, oh Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, and Drew Locke. At running back, Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, Keyshawn Vaughn, David Johnson. Getting the full David Johnson uh, tree there, <laughs> if you will. The full butterfly uh, effect. Matt, yes, and Matt Breida. And then at wide receiver, we have Demonte Adams, A.J. Brown. <laughs> Get that jersey, by the way, for Devontae Adams. Why did you just AJ pronounce Brown. that Adams? Like, it was the Listen, weirdest... Man. You just have to go with it. Okay. Uh, All right. Brandon Ayuk, who looks like he may be my starting flex. Uh, Anthony Miller and Jamison Crowder. And then at tight end, only George Kittle, because I was not smart enough to look at the Mike Kosicki value late in the draft. Only Betts was. So that was a nice move Mm. there. Uh, As far as strategy, I would say what basically happened for me is through the first four rounds, good, solid value players... Well, good solid players fell to me at value at each of the four different positions. And so from there, and they were all kind of reliable. I would consider them reliable players. And so from there, I kind of just bounced back and forth between the rest of the positions and largely targeted upside. And for me, I do like to go safer earlier and upside later. Yeah, same. Because the, the, the earlier you pick a guy, if they bust, the more it hurts. Um, and so, uh, you know, getting my, getting myself Devonte Adams in the second round, as opposed to maybe like going for someone like a Juju who I love and think could be a top three receiver, but and is much younger, but also carries more risk. I'm gonna go with a guy like Adams. So that larger dictated my draft. Yeah, I mean, what what's the old adage, right? You, you don't generally win your fantasy football mm. uh, championship in the first round, but you can lose it. Yep. It's yep. that it's that theory. I, I liked yep. safety early, which is exactly why I went with a rookie running back in the second round. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, outside of that pick, I, I mean, listen, what, any of the normal rules, John, don't apply to you when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. So it's, it's entirely true. <laughs> so I there have, you go. <laughs> I have managed to acquire him, acquire him in every single one of my dynasty leagues except one. There is wow. one where the person <laughs> is asking me to basically just die uh, on a wooden stake for the next three years um, mm. in order to get Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> and I'm thinking about it. Um, <laughs> of course you are. So, so I'll go through mine. Um, I, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, to me, is the 1.01 of everything in Dynasty. He's just an absolute stud. He's my running back one and might even finish with better wide receiver numbers than any of my other wide receivers on my roster. Um, so uh, because I'm, you know, really enjoying the way that Okada just broke it down, I did like looking at it by position. So I'll go quarterback. Quarterback Dak Prescott, to me, is a top four dynasty quarterback, especially after the addition of CeeDee Lamb. Absolutely love him. Um, Matthew Stafford, screaming value in mm, at yep. the 8.12. Um, nice. And then Joe Burrow as my third quarterback on roster. Throw a rookie back there and see how he develops. I absolutely love that. Running back position, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Raheem Mostert. Um, I like I like that a lot. I think it's juicy. Yes, I have two rookies. Wasn't necessarily the intention, but I do happen to like both of them and think that they went to really good landing spots. Jonathan Taylor should be a bell cow fairly soon, if not right away. They traded up to take him in the second round of the NFL draft. Cam Akers got great draft capital, went to a fantastic landing spot where his only competition is Daryl Henderson. I think that he's a shoe win to get great 
uh, workload there as well. From the wide receiver position, the reason why I went running back so early is because I genuinely believe that there are so many wide receivers available that from a week-to-week basis are going to finish inside the top 24. They might not finish top 24 on the season. Maybe they're in the 30s on the season because there's so many of them, but they're going to be separated by like 5, 10, 20 fantasy points, something like that at the end of the year. There's so many wide receivers that are going to get great, consistent volume that I have no problem waiting a few rounds to get wide receiver. My my wide receivers are Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, and a kind of stash Paris Campbell there later. But Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, and DK Metcalf as my three starting wide receivers, I love that. That's absolutely fantastic. Great value. They're all going to produce probably in that wide receiver 15 to 18 range, maybe higher depending on the week. Um, I think that's great. Tight end position, I went Hunter Henry and then took a bit of a stash with Irv Smith Jr. later. So to me, one of my biggest things to do, I I do love going after a stud wide receiver one uh, when you can. Basically, me drafting at the 1.01 kind of pigeonholed me from that because it took me out of the... DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore kind of tier. And it kind of set me down one, which is why I went running back at the late second. If I'm drafting towards the end of round one, I'm generally taking a wide receiver there in the second. All righty. Fair enough. Guys, awesome show. Listeners, check out the Patreon package. Remember, that is going to be included in the Devontae Adams Ooh. giveaway. If you're already a patron, you're in the the drawing. Uh, so thank you to our patrons for currently supporting us. Check us out on social media at Redshirts FF Pod. Subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe in your podcast app. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, you might want to drop a, a rating and review because again, it will be included in the Devontae Adams oh. jersey giveaway. Oh. All right, fellas, we are back next week. Hope everybody had a great week. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Until next week, and until next time, we are the Redshirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.